This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, so our next presenters, they have produced over 35 branded podcasts, and they found something. And through that, they want to be very transparent with you today because they've always found a similar challenge. And that was, how do we make branded content that people love and would love to share? In this session, we want to show you how we make that possible, how you can create hand-by-hand -hand amazing content, and how people love the podcast, how to make people love the podcast that you produce and the brand behind it. So please welcome to the stage, Daniela and Santiago. They have come a very long way from Bogota, Colombia, from Naranja Media. Hey everyone, I'm just gonna get the clicker, uh, yours, clicker. mine. Hi everyone. So, whoosh, the light doesn't let me see you, so if you're smiling, just like move your hands. Um, <laughs> sure, so let's begin. Hi everyone, like, you know, official hello. Um, yeah. Okay. So, hi everyone. I'm Daniela. I'm the co-founder of Naranja Media Podcast, one of the largest podcast production companies in Latin America. But in my day-to-day, -day, I'm in the marketing side and seeing how we can have new growth strategies for our podcast. Yeah, and I'm also co-founder of Naranja Media. Uh, I'm focused uh, on, on sales. I'm the sales manager or like, you know, self-proclaimed uh, chief revenue officer, like sounds fancier. Uh, and we are actually uh, show you this, it's, 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 that's, that's like, yeah, like the show off slide. But we wanted to show you, we've been working with a lot of, I don't know, like most of the biggest brands in Latin America and we've been creating podcasts with them. And the, the, the reason I'm showing you this is because we've learned, we have a lot of statistic, a, a huge sample on which we can distill, and that is our, that is our promise for the next 40, uh, 39 minutes and 30, 40 seconds, 34 seconds, is we're going to distill everything that we have learned and all like, the insights we have on creating uh, not only a company, but great content people want to share uh, with brands associated with them, right? So to begin, a huge disclaimer. Yes, the first one is our English might be a little rusty. Our apologies for that. And you know, I, we slipped. Our, we checked the presentation earlier, so we have uh, some typos in <laughs> yes. there. So you know, apologies in advance. Uh, the next. second one is then we are assuming you already make great podcasts that mean narrative, audio, music, etc. And we are assuming that because this is not a conference about how to make better content. This is a conference about how to have a better relationship with the brands. Yeah, and uh, you know that's that's the baseline. You are we're going to assume you are already great at, at all of this. And uh, a, a huge pinch of salt. We come from, uh, from a very different market, the Latin American market. Yeah, it's an emerging market. It's a rising market, but it is different. Uh, you guys in the US uh, you know, have an eight-year head start. And we're just, you know, we're growing. We're doubling our numbers, but it is different. So some of, the, of some of this stuff is going to serve you, and it's going to, I don't know, you can apply it on your companies, on your production companies, or in your projects. But some of them, you can just trash it if it doesn't serve anything to you, okay? So that's like 
upfront agreement with you. There is a huge pinch of salt to be taken here. And so let's begin with two stories. Uh, the first story is Truora, El Universo de Truora, historia de una startup. The translation is uh, The Universe of Truora, uh, a startup story. Daniel Bilbao, the co-founder of this, uh, that's a white combinator startup. They've raised like over $30 million. They, uh, their mission is to, is to fight, cri fight, fight crime, I was going to say fight crime, fight fraud, fight cyber fraud in, in Latin America. And he approached us and said, we want like uh, the startup, like Gimlet Startup Podcast. Do you know, do you know that one? Gimlet, the startup, like, you know. And he wanted the same, but for, but for his company. And the, the main goal was to, uh, to achieve, the main goal to achieve was we need to be attractive to talent. We don't have a lot of money like Rappi or Mercado Libre or some other com tech companies. And you know there is a tech war right now, a tech talent, a talent war, because you know uh, tech companies are poaching engineers from one another, you know, like bribing them with huge salaries. And he wanted to be, okay, I, have, I, I am busy back, but I need to be able to attract talent with something else. So they needed to show the culture. The culture, the culture needs to be engaging, so they needed to attract new candidates on, uh, on their ranks through the culture, through uh, showing, through, through, the, through, the, um, through the podcast, the culture in Truora. And it was, a, it was a success. We had, you know, you, you can see there, you can see there we have uh, 200,000 listeners, a completion rate of 95%, uh, top five in business and technology on Spotify and Apple Podcasts on the categories. And, you know, that was a success. And also, another success, Superando la Adicción, this is Proyecto de Vida. Uh, this is um, a super high-end rehabilitation center. And they wanted to tell the stories of uh, drug addicts overcoming addiction. And they wanted to tell the story through the rehab center and telling their stories. And what we did, we just, we just embarked on this, on, this, on this journey, telling the stories of these uh, addicts, uh, how they overcame their, their addictions. And you know, uh, both of these shows were successful by the usual podcasting standards. They had uh, a, a, ton of, a ton of downloads. They had a huge completion rate, they had retention rates, and it was amazing, right? By the usual podcasting standards. But in, but in reality, this happened. In one hand, we have Truora, in the universe of Truora, the podcast became the main source for talent attraction. 65% of new candidates were listeners of the podcast and were amazed by the culture and the story. Can you imagine just having like your talent funnel in a tech company? That is really hard. 65% of people were coming in through the podcast because they fell in love with the culture, so they wanted to work there. Uh, some people even said like, I don't know what, you, you, you just give me any job, I'll work for free, they were saying to Daniel. So that was a, a massive success. But in the other hand, we had Proyecto de Vida, and Proyecto de Vida received tons of messages of people struggling with addiction, saying some variations but, uh, of the same messages. This podcast reminds me how good it feels to consume. So we had, we had a problem there, right? That's right. Uh, so the question is, what did we miss, right? That's the question. So the first thing that we saw is that the most engaged audience wasn't the target. And that was a huge problem. Oh, let me say that, but we hope to have familiars and friends of people struggling with drugs being listeners of this show. And at the end, we end up of people having affections or uh, with drugs, with alcohol, with sex, 
being in love with the podcast. So that was the first big mistake. The second one is that the story was so immersive, so immersive, that it felt super exciting to be in that kind of way of living. So we validate and normalize this kind of addiction. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess you are wondering, of course you are going so wrong, everything is wrong with this show. But at the end also, the stories were only told through the lens of the addict. That means that the addict became the hero. We didn't keep in mind to have the story also through the lens of the friends or the familiars or the relatives. So at the end, they became heroes. So, I mean, it was a complete failure. You know, and the, the whole show was creating the opposite effect. You, you are paying, you're paying Naranja Media to create a podcast to, to sign, a, sign some, uh, some, some parents and relatives and like to do an intervention and then, well, you know, send the kid, the children or the adult to rehab. And that wasn't and remember, happening because we were our validating. Client was the rehab center. Yeah, we were validating that that way of life was like super cool and super immersive, and you know, let's keep on consuming. And you know, we were super lucky that this was our third branded show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it would be uh, like if this is. It was a lesson learned. You know, that's that's one we want to get across. And now we have 35 branded shows with some of the biggest companies in the world and most of the biggest in LATAM. And our promise for the next 30 minutes is that we are going to share with you our four principles for a truly successful branded show, according to us. Yes, according, according to, to us. us. Again, and to our you don't have to agree. You don't have to agree, but this has worked for us for over, I don't know, six years now. So, and we are not keeping anything. We're just giving it all away because we need to create uh, a bigger a bigger pie not just you know take the the super little we are the head of the mouse and we don't want to be mouse anymore so we need to start like enlarging the market and so let's begin what is the usual approach for a branded show yeah usually and this is a rhetorical question but i would love you to answer in your mind but usually it will look something like that. You have a hype client. Uh, I'm saying hype because most of the clients are saying, oh, podcast is a new trend. I want to try that. Then they request for proposal. And you can have a creative concept. Maybe you make some research. Maybe you are making some research about topics, hosts, wherever. Then you have an approval. And then you execute, right? That, that's what is usually tends to happen. But here, we are seeing ourselves as a creatives, only as a creatives, because we are putting the creative part first. So the mindset, the, the mindset shift we want to propose you is to go from creatives to business and creatives consultants. And that's important, and we are highlighting business and creatives consultant. We are not saying that you are not going to be creative, but we are saying if you want to go and be successful in the branded shows, you need to be a business and creative consultant. Yeah. So the question here is how we can introduce some perspective into the question. You have creativity, production, marketing, narrative, business mindset, and then you can have a great branded content. Yeah, so let's go to principle number one. Principle number one, we, we tagged it as the first conversation with a client is not a concept or creative conversation. 
That is the first one and probably the, the most important, and we're going to keep coming back to it a lot in this, in this, in this talk. So what are the common questions you ask? Uh, I guess, uh, first question, do you, anyone here is working on branded shows right now or has a production company? Or, okay. You know, usually the, the first one, when you are, I don't know, like a rookie in the, in the branded show space, what are the common questions you ask when you find yourself in a situation with a client or a prospect, a close client or a prospect? Usually are variations of this. Do you have a concept in mind, Mr. Uh, client? Do you have any references? Do you have any host in mind already? What's the topic of the stories you want to tell? And some variations of that. Yeah. Is it true or not? Right, yeah, kind of, some variations, maybe, yeah, or another, another question might, we just might add in there. And we want to, or the, our proposal is move away from the creative questions at first. We're not saying we don't have to, we do have to ask those questions, but later in the process. And move away to our, towards business questions in the first meetings, in, like in the first phases of the project. Why? So. Examples of questions. Why do you want to make a podcast? Like, you know, why? And, and, and ask incisively, like be intrusive with these questions. You, you are an interviewer, after all. What is the business need or interest behind it? Right? We need to know why are they doing it and what is, what is the interest. Is there a pain point they want to solve with this branded show? Is there an interest they want to, is there an opportunity they want to tackle? Uh, next example, if everything is a massive success, this is, a, this is key, a key question. This is a key question, maybe probably the most important one. If everything is a massive success, how does it look like? Please paint it to me. Paint, paint the success scenario. How does it look like? Right? Uh, and, and if he's confused or she's confused, just let them t give them time. Like, you know, you can chew on it. Chew on it a bit and then spit out a, 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 compl a complex answer, a rich answer. Um, and what is the main KPI that your role is trying to move this year? It's not only like, I need downloads, but why you need downloads, right? Uh, and the, the main KPI might just be signups, might just be leads, might just be, uh, if it's only branding, he needs massive reach with downloads effectively, and you know, so on and so forth. And why podcast and not video or text? Second most basic question, but super, super important and super effective. Let the client, let the prospect justify why they want podcast and not text and not a newsletter and not video, YouTube. You know, TikTok is hot, so why podcasting? It's super small. Let them justify, all right? And with those questions, uh, and this is some unsolicited advice, the first answer of your client is not the real answer, or at least it's a superficial answer. So go deep, be intrusive, ask again. We're all trained here as an interviewers to go deep. On, you can't walk out of the room if you don't have certain things. So go ahead. The real, the real why is the thing that you need to walk out, with the, walk out of the room or walk out of the Zoom meeting, and is, the real why in terms of business, and that is that, that, you know, to unpack that, walk out of the room with a KPI, number one, a KPI, and could be whatever. Usually it's not downloads. Yeah, Let remember Strora, the KPI was like how many people is applying yeah. to our jobs. In Strora, they needed candidates rolling in the door. So KPI, success scenario, and a deep understanding of the pain or the interest. You cannot walk out of the first meetings with a client, with a brand, without having that super, super clear. 
So. Okay, so now that we have asked the right questions, we have a real understanding of the reasons. Remember, this is the usual process as we used to see. We have the hype client request for proposal, you have a creative concept, and then you have an approval and an execution. Now we can move to a different model that looks like this. And it's a cyclical model because you have a hype client. We always have hype clients because podcasting is a trend right now. Then they request for proposal. But then you have a business understanding. And that's really important because because you understand the business, their KPIs, their real needs, now you can have a creative concept that it's according to that, that is not just creative. It sounds good. Everybody is on fiction, so we are going for fiction. No, it is creative because it's creative, but also it is accurate to the business. Then you can have an approval, then of course you execute, but let me show you this. So we have that business understanding, so now we can move to have custom KPIs. And that's really important because you cannot go to a client and say, okay, here is your MP3 file. Take your audio and make whatever you want, or here are your downloads. Uh, no, you need to have a dashboard with those custom KPIs. And then you can have a success management. Then it's basically like you're going to say to the client your results. You are not going to sit down and say, okay, we have this audio. No, you need to talk with your client about the results. And you know, success management is key in running a successful branded show company. You need to promise, you need to make your promises, you need to uphold to those promises and hopefully deliver more than you promised, okay? And that, but be vocal, you're just not delivering, your, your job is, is not to deliver MP3 files. Your job is to create a strategy that goes in alignment with their custom KPIs, with their business understanding, the needs, the interest, the thing they want to achieve through branded content. And then if you have these kind of things, you can have an oil wheel machine. So that's beautiful because we can move from hype clients to forever clients. And if you are here and you want to create a company, we really want to have forever clients. We want to have clients that has always on shows. We want to have one, two, three seasons and going on. We are a 30 full people working company and that's only possible because we have forever clients. Otherwise, we will be just few people working because it's not possible if you, if you just have one season or two. And we wanted to, look, the first typo is there, always. <laughs> uh, this is going to sound pretentious, I know, but this is the reason why we always, always win the supplier's bidding. I don't know if supplier's bidding is a, is, a, is, is, good, is a good translation, like when there are other companies competing for the same contract, but we always win those competitions because we understand the business and we make our proposal first focus on the business and focus on those KPIs and focus on the, and that business, business understanding. And yeah? No, yeah, we're charging it. We're charging for the creative concept. Yeah, we're, we do not do anything without charging for it. <laughs> no, nothing is for free, at least not in Naranja Media. Uh, principle number two. Your goal is not to deliver finished episodes. I know, wait, yeah, you do have to deliver the episodes, but your main goal is to deliver to the client. 
right? It's not to deliver to a client, it's to deliver to the audience. So you can reach a content market fit situation. I don't know if we've talked in this, uh, in this conference about content market fit. It's like uh, we're, we're stealing the concept from the business perspective when you, when you talk about uh, business product and product market fit. Market fit. Uh, and product market fit, in, in this case, we need content market fit. So let's unpack that. What is content market fit? A real simple definition, your ideal audience loves what you're doing. That is it. But before getting into a scenario where your audience, your ideal audience, the ideal audience for the brand, not for you, for the brand, is loving it, before that happens, you might just find yourself in two scenarios. Yeah, the first one, I mean, here we have three, and I'm going to explain why. Because the first one is that your ideal audience loves what you're doing. But I mean, that's ideal. <laughs> you don't need to make anything there, just keep working. But the second one is an unexpected audience start loving it. So you need to discuss with the brand. You need to discuss because sometimes it happens that we discover we can have a new kind of audience, and that's interesting for the brand. But other times, it, ha it can happen something like superando la adicción, then we have a really different audience, and this is not interesting for the brand. So you need to go and talk with the brand about that. And the third one is that the, the, the audience doesn't love our content. If that happens to you, you need to go first with the audience and see, OK, do you have the right audience? Okay. So maybe some parts of your content is not making good, or you need to go back with your creative team and say, okay, we need to make a whole new concept because this is not working at all. Yeah, and if you deliver a, an entire season, like you know, the first deliverable, the first I don't know four episodes of a, out of a eight episode season, and you deliver the whole four episodes, and you're not out of one of these scenarios, that's a, an epic fail. That's a fail because it's not going to work for them, so they're not going to they're not going to renew the contract or commission a second season or you know so on and so forth. And so what how can, can we do avoid to it? avoid it? Yeah. First of all, okay, we rebuild that. Yeah. Here's our mantra. Here's our mantra. <laughs> Both clickers. Uh, our mantra is our first episode is our first experiment. And we're going to repeat that. Our first episode is our first experiment. Why? How we can see ourselves uh, doing an experiment and not just producing an episode just to cashing the first payment on the contract, on the contract agreement. And just, you know, uh, first episode, please pay me. No, we need to be careful with the first because in the first is not only an experiment to achieve content market feed, but it's an experiment to know how you can, the dynamic with the brand. Are they picky? Are they nagging you all day? Or, you know, they just let you free with your creativity? You know, you learn those unspoken rules on working with brands. Every brand is different, so you need to learn fast. And there are steps to, to see this as an experiment. Step one, you take your first experiment and, also, uh, your first uh, episode, and send the finished episode to a beta audience, the target audience. And here's, uh, they, they usually, we usually um, send it to, I don't know, don't send it to your mom, yeah, and don't send to it to your, your cousins, <laughs> or not. to your business partners, because you need to send it to the target audience, the, the brand's target audience, because you need to ask for acid feedback. And questions like, where can we improve? 
from zero to 10, how would you rate it? And what would it take to be a 10? Like, you know, like in Spanish we say, dame palo. That's like, you know, give me, you know, hit me, hit me with it, you know, hurt me with the, with the truth. Uh, and the third step, after sending it, after receiving feedback, that's through any channel you want. You, you want to use iMessage, WhatsApp, Discord, Telegram, whatever you want to use. And the third step is test shareability. Why? And we quote unquote shareability. We don't know if that's a word, but we're inventing it now if, if it doesn't exist. Shareability. Would you recommend it? Branded content is hard to recommend. It's hard to share because people feel dirty when they share brand stuff. Right? Yeah. So we need to camouflage it. We need to be native on, on, our, on our language uh, within the episode. So would they, would, are they ready to share it? Or, yeah, you know, it's like it's too salesy. And, yeah. and, and need I to need to that. say there that some of the times we as a producers try to hide behind that excuse. Uh, nobody's going to share because it's a content made by a, a that brand. And that is an excuse. People, if find great content, is going to share. They don't care if it's a brand behind that. They are going to share. So that's why we need to test that in our first episode. Yeah. Now, so let's, uh, in the end, that's like our conclusion. In the end, you can have as many editorial committees. You can have the, the greatest talent. You poach talent from the biggest uh, 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 podcast production companies. Uh, but if people is not loving it, you know, it, it doesn't, it, it, it won't achieve the KPIs you, you settle with the, with the client at first, at, at those first meetings, at those first encounters with the client or with the prospect. So where they love it or not, that's the main, the main thing. Now, principle number four. Number no, three. No, no, number three. <laughs> Claim value for the brand without sounding like a sellout. And that, that is one of the toughest things you can do in branded shows. Claiming value. Claiming value for you and claiming value for the brand. And how you can do that is first, learn to measure your return on investment. If you don't know if you're giving return on the dollars spent on you as a podcast production company doing this branded show, how can you make the case for a second season? It's impossible. So you need to learn how to measure it. And you need to be very, I don't know, guerrilla, guerrilla style to measure. Because you know, we've, throughout these, these days in, in the podcast movement, we, we've learned that measuring and metrics and KPIs are hard in our industry. We have a lot of black boxes here. So how can I see if there are, I don't know, is there signups, leads, sales, uh, candidates coming through the door? Learn to measure and, and you know, it's your responsibility to create those, those systems to measure the return because you are creating the business case for second season or for our always on weekly podcast. And, and I want to say something here and is most of the times podcasts are nice to have for the brands. We cannot be nice to have. We need to be a must to have. And if we make something that makes sense for the business, we are going to be a must to have. And we put there, like, we are in the recession, so we need to be an 
something, not just a good initiative or something nice to have for the brand. We need to be something, a channel, and a strategy that it's really business, like it makes sense for the business. You know, you, remember, you're not handing over MP3 files. Beautifully crafted MP3 files because you are, you are super, super gifted on the art of podcasting. Yeah, sure, we know we will. You are, and we are assuming that, that you're already great at podcasting. But you know, what's, what's the first thing a company cuts in recession? You know, marketing, ads, all that kind of stuff. So you need to be a must have, not a, not a, not a nice to have within like the marketing mix of a chief marketing officer. Next, there is no generic API to rule every project. We uh, create, create the, the, the custom dashboard. Remember, it's not, it's not always just money, like you know, how many clients is this uh, podcast bringing in a month? No, it, it, that's, not, that's not the case for most of the companies. Fortune 500 companies are selling what they are selling. You know, uh, how many clients I bring to Cisco, doesn't matter. It matters how many signups, how many small and medium companies are signing up for the newsletter, for example. Those are custom KPIs that you discuss at first. Yes, and I want to say something else here, and is most of the times for the companies it's also important things like reviews, for example. So you need to make that custom dashboard with that kind of information that is valuable for them. So keep that in mind. There is no hosting that can give you everything, like reviews, downloads, retention rates, how many people is uh, going to their website. So you need to make that in one place easy to understand for your client. Next. And the next one is avoid creative suicide. 80% of the times, the first idea of a client is a terrible idea. <laughs> and there is a statistic, it's not of the market, it's after terrified branded shows, 80% of the times they have terrible ideas. And why are terrible? Because they want to talk about themselves. They want to talk about how good they are, how good their products are. And at the end, it, it looks like a long-term minutes at. And so I just want to say this is definitely not working. So you need to stand your creative ground, take control and guide the brand. Remember that you are the expert and we are business and creative consultants. Most of the times when we make something like, like that, companies feel grateful with us. They say, okay, thanks for the advice. <laughs> I was going yeah. direct to the hole. In the end, companies are going to appreciate your honesty and your expertise. And um, also, there is, there is something. If you're trying to build a company in the podcasting world, that's already super hard. And if you're working with companies and with uh, Fortune 500 brands that they feel like they are you know, coming down from Olympus to see you in a, in a, in a meeting, uh, they, you, need to, you need to enter the room without hunger. You know, if you're hungry, you're gonna you're gonna see it as a cash grab. We need the money. You know, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, you want me to make a 30-minute interview with your product lead, talking about the benefits of your not product? Okay, let's do it. You know, at, at first maybe you need to. You know, the payroll is the is the only god we pray to. So, yeah, you have to. But you know, stand your ground. Stand your ground. Stand your creative ground. You can convince, convince and persuade your client that that is a terrible idea because it's not going to achieve content market fit. 
And now we walk towards principle now, number four. <laughs> yeah. Number four, and that is assume you're not getting any help from the brand. When it comes to marketing and distribution, uh, this is what we, what we expect the brand to do. When, when we launch, we have, you know, we spent, you spent a year making an eight-episode, super highly narrative um, uh, season, no? And you deliver to the, to, the, to, the, to the brand, to the client, and you expect that, like, that's, that, that was a lot of work, so I'm going, the brand is going to explode on marketing. And you expect that to full out social media deployment, posting every chance they get, blasting the newsletter like there's no tomorrow, spending all the PR favors they have on the back, forcing every employee in the company to advocate for the podcast, set up the podcast to be the waiting tone in the call center, redesigning the homepage to highlight the podcast, and a QR code on the back of every cereal and milk box in the country. You are expecting, like, you know, the, my season deserves the absolute best marketing. Like, you know, not even presidential campaigns are going to get this kind of marketing. <laughs> yeah, and, all, you know, our, all marketers want that. Yeah, this is like, like a utopia. <laughs> but in reality... It's this. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, we're going to yeah. be fair. Like, sometimes they send one email with the first episode to their mailing list. And the PR guy is, like, forcing the CEO to, like... Please post on LinkedIn, man. And, uh, uh, sometimes we have also like two monthly posts on social yeah. media. We'll make a post. They get approval, but excuse, yeah. and they don't have the links to One the podcast. One post needs to be approved in, in, in Tokyo, in San Francisco HQ, and in Colombia, and then we can post. And they post, and they don't set the link on the, on the description in the post. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, again, assume you're not getting any help. The problem is... Yeah, so the, that is, we, we are in a conversation we had yesterday, that is not your fault, but it is your problem, right? Yes. Again. And this is the statistic, again, Naranja Media statistic. Four out of 35 branded shows have fully commit with the marketing strategy. That's just 11%. And I'm in the marketing side. This is my pain. <laughs> I cry all night over this because this is my huge pain. But in the other hand, you have done 32 out of 35 brands still work regularly with us. So I think the question is how? <laughs> because we are giving results even if they send just one email in the whole season. <laughs> so we can say marketing is client's problem, right? But whether you like it or not, it's our problem. So the key here is to develop backend marketing capabilities. And let me highlight backend. And this is really important. I'm going to explain what is a backend marketing capability. That is every strategy that depends 100% on you to execute. You need to develop this kind of capabilities. And I'm going to give some examples. You can have as many as you want. So the first one is that you should make A-B testing with the call to actions. If you are making call to actions to share the podcast, to give some reviews, so you need to make A-B testing there. Also, you need to engage with the audience uh, in WhatsApp. In Latin America, it's really popular WhatsApp, but if you want to use Discord, Telegram, whatever, this is important because you are going to have more people than is listening at the show, and you can have them as feedback, or maybe they're going to recommend. So I really recommend this kind of actions. Also, 
I know we are at podcast movement, everybody knows, submit for podcast promotion of platforms, that's not new. But I'm gonna give you a tip. If you align your calendar content with the editorial content of the platforms, there is a huge opportunity to be highlighted. I'm saying align. <laughs> I'm not saying force. <laughs> Please don't force <laughs> the content. But it's gonna, it's gonna work. Then also you can use your own network for cross promotions. If you have more shows, that's our case. But you can also partnership with other podcasts or you can go for ads in other podcasts. These kind of things is what you can make. You can use your own channels. For example, you can have really good social media, mailing list, website traffic. So you need to use that to improve the KPIs of the client. We make that all the time. So. And you have to charge for it. Yeah, and you with know, the sales. One of the biggest revelations, and sounds absolutely dumb and ridiculous, is separating production budget from marketing budget. Whether or not you execute on that, on, on that budget, on those strategies, you can take that money and outsource it, and you can pay, I don't know, uh, a, former, a former Pacific content founder just uh, founded another company called Bumper, and they bump podcasts, and they create strategies and execute them. Pay them, you know? If you don't wanna make it, if you don't wanna do it, all right, you know, but you need to charge for it. And if you can create the, the, the backend capabilities, you can charge more for it. So now, it's, uh, now you sell the, the podcasting strategy. You're not just selling MP3 files beautifully crafted. You're selling strategies that sound and are co cohesive and coherent with the, business, with the business need they have and the KPIs they need to move. So, so. charge for it. Here's a, like, a, like a list and you can, if you want, we can send uh, the, the keynote presentation to you if you, if you want yes, to. Yes, and so, I think we can have some time for yeah. Questions. Number one, first, the conversation is not a the first conversation is not a concept conversation. It's a I'm sorry, it's a business conversation. Number two, your goal is not to deliver a finished season. Actually, is to achieve content market fit as fast as you can. Three, claim value for the brand without sounding like a sellout. Know how to measure the ROI and be vocal about it with the brand. And four, assume you're not getting any help. So develop. Like, you know, like help yourself in terms of marketing. So yeah. we have um, uh, yes. four minutes. Yes, we have some minutes. Thanks to, uh, for being here. If you want to talk with us, this is just the beginning. So here is yeah. our WhatsApp, our email, and please keep talking. And we have four minutes for, for questions or if any, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, we, have we have English speaking and we're opening in Portuguese uh, and yeah, we have those three languages right now. No, 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 no. no. It, it mainly is narrative. Actually, we don't make like uh, round table shows. We used to make narrative. Uh, that's another, <laughs> we can talk a lot about why we decide to make like that. We started yes. in narrative, like in narrative format and we, you know, we kept going. We have a couple of like round table discussions with hosts. Um, yeah. Anyone else? Or is it, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah.
Yeah, uh, like the, there for example, are a lot Truora. Of, yeah, you know, we have, for example, Truora. Um, they get a lot of candidates. But for example, we also have the biggest bank of Colombia. And usually, if you go to social media of every bank, um, people is complaining. <laughs> people is just saying, I hate you. So the, that bank loves to have the podcast because it's the only channel in which their audience is giving good feedback and is having a good conversation with them. So for example, in that case, it's really important to show them the reviews and the comments and the people who is talking with us on WhatsApp. So yeah, and you know, uh, when we have different examples. When we hit for the fences with the brands and the brands that, that really do like triple a job they are they are, they, are, they fully commit with the strategy and they know how to follow instructions they they think distributing a podcast is not just posting on social media and it needs copywriting and it's a lot of stuff so they they, they know like they humble themselves and they say okay you're the experts guide me and how how much money do you need but guide me so you know the the, the brands that are doing really well just they they let they let us like, you know, uh, steer the wheel. Yeah. Yes. Oh, lights you. is so hard. Um, I've had I've had those kinds of conversations with prospects, but uh, you know, we are at a point where we can choose our clients. Uh, we're just not, you know, grabbing the cash. You know, I'm in sales. I love people throwing stacks of money at my face. I, I love it. I my pupils dilate. Uh, but now we can we can we can be more like we Selective, we, we cast our yes. clients. We are at that. Fortunately, we're at that stage. But yeah, it happens a lot. Like, oh, my idea. You know, the 80% terrible ideas of all the clients' first meetings, yes. first ideas. It's just like, you know, oh, the CEO sends an audio through a WhatsApp group. We want to turn it into a podcast. And it's like, okay. And you're not, I'm, I'm going to charge you a lot of money to turn, that, to turn that voice note into a podcast. So, you know, why, if, we, if you really are committed on podcasting and to getting to a strategy, why don't we do it like the right way? And, and I will say also because you need to uh, be part, like uh, be as the audience. So if it's not working, you, you cannot make it. But also when we grow, uh, we have a team. And if you have a team, uh, you cannot give them just like this kind of work. You Otherwise, you're not going to have a long-term team. You know, because it, it, you you need to walk that fine line between being like a podcasting mercenary and like doing your art, the thing that really you are passionate about. But and you know, for example, if, if Tim Cooks wants to boost his ego, you know, I can. You know, there are CEOs that are geniuses, and you can work with that. But it, sometimes it's just you know, like my voice notes turn into podcasts. Yeah, uh, I guess there are uh, other questions. Okay. Uh, here and yeah, back there. Uh, No, we are no. full-time. We are a full people, service. Full, -time full service agency. We are a full service production company. Yeah. We have uh, in production 25 out of no, out no. of 30. Like 23. 23. <laughs> yes, yeah. like 23 people. You back there.
you know, the best, the best. You know, there is, there is this thing we call, we teach this stuff in, in Latin America too, how to grow companies in the creative industry and how to like, like launch. And the first thing we did was to, the usual thinking when you're selling yourself and when you are, when you are marketing yourself when you're small is to, you know, I'm going to sell like, uh, my mom has a store, so I'm gonna sell to a store. My uncle has this small company, so I'm going to sell to them. We thought like, you need to go for the biggest fish you can find. So our first line was the biggest bank and one of the biggest banks in Latin America. And the domino effect it creates when you go and buy a client. And when I, when, what I mean by, uh, by buying a client is that you can give in huge discounts, you can give in you know, like your, your rates, you can lower them, and you can buy the client and you can say like, you know, I'll do it for free, but I, let me put your logo on my portfolio. So then and, you have the, and the domino effect, when you go for the biggest fish in the tank, it's incredible, you know? And uh, the way we market ourselves is, your work is your best marketing. Because all other chief marketing officers are just sharing their podcasts in groups, and they have summits, and they talk to each other. And referrals is the, way, is the best way to market yourself. But first, at first, you need to go and you know, and, and bribe them. You need to bribe the, the biggest client you can have so you can have this, this momentum be the biggest brands create in, like, like in B2B spaces. Yeah. But, uh, there's another in America, it's actually bribery, you say. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, other I questions? Think there is another question. Yeah. Yeah, since we started, we charge like a, a, a price for, uh, for episode, by, by episode, like this much for this episode, and then this much for the marketing of this episode, right? Um, we're starting to do that before. Yeah. The, the real evolution is separating marketing and production. The real, before that, it was all before included. Before that was like all inclusive in one, in <laughs> one price, and that was killing our financials. And that's the main... You're not fighting the creative uh, concept up front. That's what I, I asked you before. Oh, okay. Oh, the question, if, if this question is, if I'm charging for the creative concept before uh, closing the client, like a creative uh, pre-consultancy, right? Uh, we, we do not, we actually don't propose concepts until we close the client. Yeah. We propose some, some rough sketches of, you know, we can go this way or we can go this way, right? And uh, when they say, okay, yes, now we go, you know, full bananas on, on the creative concept. Yeah, we, we, if we create the, 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 the creative concept without charging for it, that's just killing our financials also. But uh, we're ju we just create concepts when we close the client. Okay, no more questions. Uh, okay, yeah. we, we have we're out of time, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, if you have more questions. Thank you. Thank you.